0: up everybody welcome back to preacher's hour um this is our june episode we're like 19 days into june we had to wait till juneteenth to to (laughs) record this in honor of juneteenth no i'm just kidding um so it's your boy jeff Copeland. i'm here with my boy uh
1: john Drodos. what's going on guys
0: back john how you been since the last time we recorded
1: not too bad it's kind of sad though (laughs) i can't remember the
0: last time we recorded so yeah i don't know the date i have to go back and look it it did well, but hey, here we are. Yeah, man. So, um, couple things before we jump into our topic. Uh, number one, yesterday was both of our first Father's Day. Yep, it was cool. Um, Late Happy
1: Father's Day, Jeff. Yeah,
0: same, same, <laughs> same to you as well. Um, my wife had me dressed up. Me and my son matching. It was clean. It was I don't cool. know. Where it you, worked out. Man. Where'd you get those? Old from? Navy, man. Oh, okay. Old Navy be coming through. I was bro. like, that
1: was some like Etsy stuff that you <laughs> little baby and father <laughs> matching. <laughs>
0: babyanddad.com or something <laughs> nah bro no it was old navy they got everything over there they had, i'm glad she chose that one it was a little way more understated than the other options I I, like, she tried to give me one i was like no nah, we ain't doing that what was the other one was just like fire trucks and it flamingos, wild. or something That said nah bro the navy i still look like i was going to hawaii or something like no no tourist. that one was clean though that one was, but nice. was cool with it yeah yeah it worked out but um it was fun man we didn't do too much yesterday I got to, uh, we got to FaceTime with my brother and, and his wife oh, that's good. for like two hours. It was super fun. Just catching up, talking about all kinds of stuff. Shout out to Justin and Grace. They listened to the podcast, so it was cool. I'd say two
1: hours. Man. It was man. great,
0: man. We was chilling. Josh was, he took a nap in between because he was. Oh, I bet it's two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then we had to go make our rounds real quick, go to her parents, go to my parents, which they live like four minutes apart, which is oh, okay. very easy, so. It was true. That's yeah, awesome. What did you guys do after church? Nothing. Nothing. That's the dream. Nothing.
1: <laughs> I cut the grass. Oh, did my some gosh. Yard work. John,
0: that is the most non-Father's Day thing you're supposed to do, man. You're not supposed to do work on I, Father's Day. Okay. Well, that's what happened. So, it was <laughs> it's Sunday. too late. Nah, I've done it already. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, also, I wanted, before we jump in, I wanted to say this. Uh, it's I don't know how long it's been since Tim Keller passed away. Oh, it's been at least a month. Yeah, at least I would say, off but, of today. Uh, Yeah, man. It's just shout out to, you know, Dr. Timothy Keller. I have, we have like literally five of his books in this room right yeah. now. Um, I would, I tell people all the time, I would not be a Christian today if it wasn't for him. Um, Going to college, being a young Christian, trying to stay Christian, and, you know, having these classes where I had a professor who was just like, his goal in life was to, like, make <laughs> us into atheists. Like, he. <laughs> Would go out of his way and i was just like man he's asking all these questions i'd never considered before yeah and, and then i found this book that he wrote uh reasons for god and it just got me through and he wrote a book about him and his wife wrote a book about marriage that helped my wife in our first year of marriage like he just wrote a book about prayer that helped my wife when she was struggling with prayer he it was just man he was a great guy and um <laughs> I'm always weary of these of doing this cuz now you're wondering you're going to have to go back and cuz the same thing happened with with Ravi. Know, Zagar, you know, right, Ravi. Yeah. We did a whole episode I'm like, "Oh, Ravi was great for." That's us. that's the
1: sad part though that like yeah. we've come to this mm-hmm. point of like almost like that hesitancy of like you're mourning for someone and also like in a sense like um looking back and reflecting and like man nothing comes out it was it was great like what they did but then there's also that thing in the back of your mind of like okay is this gonna be also Mm -hmm. the same and then it
0: overshadows all the work they ever did it's it's sad yeah man so hopefully tim didn't do nothing crazy but i i I just he was a he was a great i enjoyed his preaching i just enjoyed everything he did he was amazing in interviews like towards the end of his life too. He gave some really yeah powerful insights of the future of our culture and yeah. things. Like I think
1: that. The, the really thing that really stuck with me too, because um, as much as um, a lot of people appreciate his like his engagement with mm-hmm. culture um, and how it wasn't simply just a like complete rejection of it, mm-hmm. but trying to like find pieces of it to redeem and yeah. to say, Oh no, this is, this is worthy. And this is, this can be holy, but it's being yeah. used and misused in certain different ways. Like people love and, and they cling to that. But I was just even, like, watching some of the – like, I think the very last interview I was watching mm-hmm. of him was with Carrie Newhoff. Yeah, I watched that one. And was um, cool. he was just really just going into even, like, his current state. He didn't mm-hmm. really talk too much about it because like, you could tell kind of, yeah, like, the focus wanted of, to be yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but I saw that and then another w- interviews. and he was kind of just, like, going into depth of, mm-hmm. like – this is, yeah, I'm coming to the end of my this life. Like yeah. I see the end of the road, like this is the recognition of it and being able to like finish well, like even with the mindset of like mm-hmm. the end is coming. Um, there's something really, really um, special about that, yeah. that I don't even necessarily know if I have the right words to fully explain. Um, and you know what I mean? And, yeah. But he, he, I think he offered even something at the end of his life of like, this is also what it looks like to die <laughs> yeah, well as well. Yeah, to die
0: well. He lived well and he died well. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so yeah, man, shout out to Tim Keller. Uh, hope to see him on the other side. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, jumping into our topic. So we're talking, as you guys can see from the title, uh, coping with transition. So, um, little, little behind the scenes. It's really hard to come up with topics. (laughs) It is a, it is a challenge. Sometimes they just like, God, just like, boom, here, talk Mm -hmm. about this, but other times like man what are we gonna talk about that people would want to hear um and that's also one of the benefits of not recording super often yeah is that you have to kind of live some life and things happen to you and then you're like oh wow you need to talk about this yeah so talking about transition so the the way i even came to this topic was that i went through a very big transition in my personal life um which i guess i will get into right now but uh, so I had been a middle school teacher for 10 years, like literally a, the last decade of my life. Like one third of my life almost has been in a K through 12 classroom. Yeah, And, you know, over the last probably two or three years, my wife and I just started feeling lead for me to to leave that and can you can you can i stop you right there because yeah, most ahead. people like yeah, and i would love that. to like yeah, yeah. hear
1: that and they say like feeling lead mm-hmm. and for some people it's automatically there like oh it. no i get what jeff means by that but what does it what do you mean you're filling lead yeah it's uh
0: how do i explain this so it's i'm not one of those people who's like it's just super clear. Like, God just opens his, he's like, look, do this. Someone right? knocked on your door and was like, hey, this hey. is a word from the Lord. <laughs> you don't know me, but God told me to, tell. like, I, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It was way more gradual. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, different things would happen, like events would happen. And also just kind of, like, in, in like, times of prayer. But really, it was just this overarching feeling. mm mm-hmm. Like just a constant, like just always there, of like, I should be doing something else. Like there's just this feeling of like it was it was just on me all the time, and I I was I didn't have any like joy in my job. It was like the joy was gone. Yeah. Um. And it it felt like it was like taken. It, it wasn't just like oh I'm not happy. Like I feel like God was like no like. This is it. Like, I'm taking this away.
1: Would you say that in your current situation at that time or the, the, the years mm-hmm. before, not saying that you enjoyed every single moment of it, but you were comfortable, you yeah. were content? Yeah, there was,
0: yeah, there was like this feeling of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It was yeah. like a purpose type of thing. And, you know, that started to leave. I started to get, you know, more cynical my heart i would just it was just it was just not good for my soul like there was a certain point maybe like year seven where i felt like you know god starts to give you desires he puts desires in your heart Mm -hmm. and i just had this like desire for more of of him of like learning the bible and really of teaching people about god like that was just a passion for me. I, yeah. I did it at my old I was just like I love to teach people about God and the things of God and I felt like it was getting to a point where I wasn't really able to do that um you know at my job it was just it was just becoming like a, a huge conflict
1: so even on that let me again I just want to push on that even a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't think we often talk about that enough because like people would be like okay feelings like I have feelings yeah. all the time my feeling like because mm-hmm. like some people would be like yeah I, I get that Jeff I have feelings like I don't mm-hmm. want to go to my job and yeah. yet, we would also have wise counsel that would say no don't be stupid, don't, be stupid. don't let yeah. those feelings deceive like, so so I guess what I'm trying to to dig into a I'm little bit is this, this. Yeah. is so would you say the way in which you think you can discern kind of Uh, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit or or God led feelings would be when it starts to kind of go against sometimes there's gotta be like
0: multiple things. I think it's gotta be a combination. It can't just be one. Mm -hmm. Right. So to like, to be fully transparent, like it wasn't easy because there was a huge part of me that was like, nah, this paycheck is great. Yeah. Like we are able to afford a lifestyle that we've always wanted Yeah, that like, I felt like was like our goal. Like when we first got married, you know we had a five-year plan of like doing different things and like you know you you grow up especially as an african-american you grow up and your parents went to college my parents were the first people in their family to go to college mm-hmm. and it's like yo you're going to college you're gonna get a good job you're gonna have a career you're gonna get married you're gonna like both of you guys have we just did the american thing mm-hmm. where we both had college degrees great education came together made good money Bought a house, bought cars, like we did the thing. Like
1: you were achieving we, those yeah, goals we from the it. outside. Yeah, you like made you it. You literally,
0: you guys did it. You know what I'm saying? You're in the top percentage of Americans, and yet we both looked at each other, and we just weren't fulfilled. There was no fulfillment. Like it is that again. That goes kind of to a feeling. Um, and then I and at the same time, I'm getting this level of fulfillment from from doing ministry Mm -hmm. right at the time we started volunteering youth for christ being able to teach these kids answer their questions like just like the the life that it gave things were starting to spark yeah it just it was just so life-giving i'm like man if i could do this all the time man i just feel like i would just be i don't know i would have to it was a huge sacrifice like i'm giving up a very large (laughs) sum of money that i won't go into you know and so i and then again i just felt like i would pray about it and i was seriously like god i don't know about this man like yeah. it would be great to not i'd rather you just make me fulfilled in this what i'm already doing yeah and keep this money and everything be great I'd, i even prayed for that at times like just help me to be cool with it and, just, and it was just it never came yeah the opposite came it was just like nah like this is you're supposed to be doing something else yeah and then i would talk to mentors like uncle rod i would talk to different people and he'd be like no nah, like i you should probably look into that. Yeah. You know, and so it was just and, and I, I'm grateful to God because he was really patient. He was just like it was gradual steps. He's like, OK. So instead of just like jumping off the deep end, you know, me and my wife started making a plan like yeah. a financial like, OK, is this financially possible? Can we still. So
1: you're using wisdom. Yeah. Along like, with yeah. Like, can we
0: still can we do this? Right. Luckily, or fortunately for us, my wife has a very good job and and just got better and better and better. Yeah. Um, And she's just gotten these great opportunities. Like, it just seems like God was just opening doors to make it more possible. Not, like, easier, but definitely easier. Um, So, she's like, no, we can financially do this. Mm -hmm. Like, and then the step next second step was go to seminary, which I watched. <laughs> I was watching you do seminary. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. You sure did and press you kept, against it for a yeah, long time. Yeah, and you kept just saying, "Come on, F- dude." Hey,
1: FPU seminary, you owe me Child. so much money yes. right now. John
0: have been referring everybody. Y'all need to pay his tuition. Y'all owe me some money, and then okay. some. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and and so fine. and then honestly, a big thing, a big moment, was losing our first pregnancy. Like that was. Yeah. If I and I think about it all the time, if if that pregnancy had gone full through, and we had the baby, I mm-hmm. would not have left because we were in our house in Madeira, Yeah. You know, having a mortgage and then having a child that I got. A, I'm like, God, there's no way I can give this. Too I much responsibility. There's no way I, I can't do it. I, I would have been way too scared. And there was a lot of fear, a lot of, I was so fearful. We'll talk about trusting God one of our points here. But I, I, my, I realized through the process, I did not have a lot of trust in God. Mm. I was definitely trusting in me. Mm. And so, but losing that child, it just kind of like snapped me like, okay, you're not in control of anything. Like, I am not controlling anything in my life. And you know what? It's now or never. Like, I, I we got to You got to do something like And, you know, through like grief and and the the pain, it was just like, I got nothing to lose. Like, I I genuinely, I was just kind of like, man, I don't care. Like, I'm sick of feeling this way. This is not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, just feeling, you know, lost and not fulfilled and feeling pulled in this direction. You know, I was just like, man. And just things just kept, different circumstances kept happening. Again, I kept praying about it. So, it was a combination of all these different factors that kind of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And praying for, I mean, tells us in James, like, if you lack wisdom, like, ask for it. God wants to give us wisdom. So, asking him for it and getting just like, yeah, do this. Like, leave your job. Yeah. You're going to be fine. And just having this, like, weird piece about it, I was like, all right, like, this is what we're doing. So... (laughs) um and then we get pregnant again and we have josh and then another step was leaving a job that i had been at for nine years going to a different school which was now i can say it now it was terrible (laughs) it was an awful awful time there were some bright spots some good kids there but for the most part it was not a good experience Mm -hmm. but i needed to do it because it made it easier it was god kind of like give me baby steps okay I'm going to have you leave here. Slow transition. And the way he made me even leave Sequoia, I was telling Sammy about it earlier. Like, got COVID at the end of the last few days of school, and just, I was out. There was no closure. There was no saying goodbye. It was just, boom, you're done. You're not going going back. That was it. I'm just like, oh, shoot, okay. He's like, I don't want you to change your mind. I'm just going to take you. There's no going back. Go to the other school. It was not great. And, you know, going on paternity leave, that was a, oh, I'm like, I'm definitely out. I'm out. The disconnect. That the, disconnect. It was completely. I was gone for four months. I was home with my son. I was able to focus on seminaries. I was able to focus on ministry. And it was. It just felt like this is what you're supposed to be doing, at least right now. Mm. So it's still scary, you know, that income gone, like I'm on my wife's health insurance. Like just those little practical things. It was, it's scary, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah.
1: So, so to even, again, Mm -hmm. dig a little deeper in
0: there. Jeez, John is just digging today.
1: So prophecy, right? Prophecy, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep it really, um, I don't want to go like too Mm -hmm. spiritual with it. Mm -hmm. um, But really in the sense it's, it's someone speaking on the behalf of God, whether Mm -hmm. it be God's uh, written word Mm -hmm. or an actual like, sure, a message that's been given to him which we have to use discernment when people do that as well. Um, But it sounds like there was like multiple levels, like a prophecy, like one that was like internal with like between you and God. Mm -hmm. Um, Other ones were like external Mm -hmm. when it came to like your actual like household between you and Selena and the different things you were going through. Um, Whether it being also like you talked about, like the joy kind of being Mm -hmm. stripped away from like the profession that you've been doing for years and years. Um, And then even other things as well, maybe even the church community beginning to call things out of you based off of things Mm. they were seeing in you, right? Yeah. So it sounds like in a sense when you talk about like feeling that God was leading you into a different sort of season and thing. Um, it was in a sense that all these prophe- prophecies, quote unquote, right? And I'm using this term loosely. Yeah. um, were kind of aligning up and kind of giving you that clarity of like, oh no, the, yeah, this is really actually what God is. Now it's up to
0: you whether you're going to respond to it yes. or answer it. Yeah.
1: Um, but this is what it sounds like, at least on mine, when I hear you say that.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I agree with that 100%. You know, going through uh, experiencing God, the curriculum, mm-hmm. um, which I recommend to everybody. It very practically tells you about there's like four or five ways that you combine together to hear from God. It's like community scripture, prayer, circumstances and I forget one of the other ones. So yeah, it's just a combination of all those things and and again not going into too much detail, but like a few I mean years before like experiencing like prophecy. Mm -hmm. Like, experiencing a, like, prophets, people who have been gifted by God to speak on behalf of God in a prophetic, prophetic way. And, like, actually, like, witnessing it happen, I was like, okay, like, God, you really out here. Like, you really do, like, plan stuff. Like, you have things that you want to happen. So, um, that was another, like, really big experience. And then even, you know, while we were trying, after we lost the first pregnancy, trying to get the second pregnancy, um patient spent like months he would come over to our house and he would call a friend of his uh Grace mm-hmm. shout out to him or no, I'm sorry Gabby Gabby and uh he would just call us on the phone this guy's in Congo like nine hour difference and he would take like an hour of his time mm-hmm. and they would just pray for us and you know Gabby's speaking and patients translating and it just like, he genuinely like cared about us. This guy, like, he would even call patients, "Hey, how the how the Copeland's doing?" Like, mm-hmm. and so he was overjoyed when we had the baby. But just like he was also just kind of speaking, just different. It was just a it was a lot of stuff, guys. I would just encourage you to just take into account as much as possible when you're trying to hear from God. Yeah, like don't just listen to one person or like something because you have to. I had to constantly check myself: is this just what I want? Mm-hmm. Am I just being lazy? I just not want to work anymore. Like I was constantly trying to ask myself this, like, is this really from God? And it just seems like the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't a hundred percent say it is, but it seems like it.
1: Let me share this then. Yeah, never shared this behind, be- behind a well, hot, we got mic, an exclusive. So there you guys. go. I'm gonna sit shared it in other, in other settings, but never actually something where now it's permanently going to be recorded. <laughs> I mean, unless we delete it, then I don't care. Yeah. Um, so it was coming out of my senior year of high school um playing football reason i actually decided to actually go to a juco or jc however you want to call it um in visalia college sequoias was like okay i want to continue on playing football for me that was an outlet it was a healthy one it's where i found a lot of if i'm honest now whether good or bad worth identity purpose Just excitement about life, like something that is truly fulfilling. And, And I had played it for like 13, 14 years, something like that. Went into plane, we were doing summer sort of training stuff, you know, workouts, all that good stuff going into fall. Um, and things were going like in a good direction, not necessarily anything bad. Um, But now here's something now where I was kind of like, and I I didn't plan to share this either, but I was just listening. I was like, Oh yeah. I remember what that feeling used to feel like Mm. I was going in, we were playing sports uh, or playing football. We had our workouts doing all this sort of stuff, right? Getting ready for season. And there got to a certain point where there was this overwhelming, and I had been a Christian at the time from now, this is probably about four years, three or four years Mm. now. And, um, so like, be honest with you like, i was still trying to fully wrap my mind around what it meant to be a christian and, and the language to use yeah. like when we're even saying like i feel god speaking to yeah, me yeah, and like because yeah. you hear people say that but you still can't what fully like about? understand what that means yeah does he have an accent does he <laughs> sound like uh about? what's his name morgan Freeman. Uh, uh-huh i like how you already knew like everyone yeah, knows yeah, yeah, yeah. the voice of god voice is of Morgan. God. morgan Freeman. there you yeah, go yeah. um so I was, I was trying to like, again, half the stuff was like, okay, like I don't even know what's fully going on. Mm-hmm. But I remember during that time, um, I was really praying, um, like, I mean, just for opportunities to like, just share my faith. I remember like, and it was really happening. I remember even mm-hmm. one time specifically, and I know this individual, which I'm not going to say his name, um, that I was playing with. And uh, I was like, Lord, like, help me be an opportunity to share my faith. And this has been, like, one of the last people, like, on the team at that time, too, to be able to share my wow. faith. I mean, there's a lot of, a yeah, yeah, yeah. lot of wild folk. Uh, yeah, if you yeah, know yeah. Juco, oh, there's man, a lot of stuff it's going a different on. different um, especially in the Valley. Yeah. Uh, but, he, and then, like, I remember, like, during the morning practice, like, he just, like, started asking me a bunch of questions about God. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> God, hear hear my prayers. All right. Oh. This is dope, right? <laughs> And mm. so, like, I was just in that stage of life mm. where I was. God was just like moving in mm. really just like dramatic ways. Um, and so it was during this time, though, like God, like, just there's something like began to like get in me of like, I feel like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And I and I couldn't fully grasp my mind around it or fully understand it. And I kind of kept it to myself for a long time. Um, and then even to a point uh, where now, like you mentioned, like that joy kind of being stripped away from something like you were so familiar with and comfortable with, and that's exactly like, like how, what happened. And it happened really quick Mm. in a weird way, even as well. to a point where I was like, just like, man, I don't even want to be here. Like, why are we out here doing this stuff? Like, I'm not enjoying this. Like, I thought this was like really what I wanted to do. And again, like, of course, like, you know, there's a lot within, like, mm-hmm. football it's and hot. training and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm like of course, yeah. there's not, like, and that's what I, I don't mean, like, that stuff. But yeah. there was just something, like, within the whole mm-hmm. thing altogether. It was, like, this is not where you're supposed to be. And I remember I was praying to God. I was, like, okay, like, you got to make it clear to me. Yeah. Like, if this is really something you're calling me away from and calling me to something different, um, like, you got to make it clear. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting in a midweek service, basically, and there had only been, like, maybe like 15 people in that whole room. And I remember specifically um, Donahue, or excuse me, um, brother Smith was the one who was actually um, preaching. And I remember like I was sitting there like just normal midweek service. And out of nowhere, I just feel like I remember exactly like in the sanctuary where I was sitting in a row by myself, like in maybe like the fourth row, almost to the back, like everything is still ingrained in my mind. Mm. And I now God speaks to me, don't get me wrong, but like there's very few times in my life where I'm like, no, God really Mm -hmm. spoke something to me. And we were sitting there and he was like, I just heard like this go through my mind of like, this is what I'm calling you to do. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? No, this isn't, I just must be tired. I just must be like just tripping, something like that. And he spoke that in that moment. And literally I just could not, get that out of my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just praying, praying, praying. And I literally got to a point, remember one night I was praying and, um, and this is why I was like, super. Okay. There you go, guys. I was super holy or zealous, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, man. Cause I was praying on another level, yeah. but I was praying and I literally told God, I was like, all right, like, I'm, I I don't know what the heck you're going to call me to next, but I'm literally going to just stop doing this. That's all I know It's for sure. You told me to stop doing this and whatever comes next, I'm going to trust you. And so literally, I stopped going to practice, people reaching out to me, hey, did something happen? Did an incident happen between you and the coaches, between some players? I was like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. And I couldn't explain, because again, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the language to explain like, oh, God said this to me or spoke this to me. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what was happening. And so, stepped away, stopped playing, and then ironically, through a lot of other circumstances, um, getting a job that I didn't want to get, working a night shift that I didn't want to work, ended up actually meeting this guy named Brandon Jackson. Some of y'all may know him and his wife, Jessica. Yeah. There you go. Preacher hour listeners ended up meeting him within like a few months later, got connected with people in Fresno and like God just began to really just put things in place. Yep. And again, did I ever think I was gonna be in Fresno? Nope. Did I ever know that I was gonna whatever this mm-hmm. ministry thing was called? You, got a you for Christ right on, right? Like now. there you go. Like <laughs> never could have saw that, right? Yeah. But man. it was all because I really did feel like God was speaking to me in that moment and saying, "I have something else, mm-hmm. but are you willing to trust what you call is valuable?" in order to, like, in a sense, sacrifice to me. Like, here is. I'm going to get real Baptist on y'all. Like, Abraham, like, what is, like, who is your beloved son? Who is your Mm -hmm. one only son? Are you willing to actually sacrifice this on the altar and willing to trust Mm -hmm. that I'll provide actually something, not just, like, as a substitute, but Mm -hmm. something even better?
0: Provide myself. Come on. Like, you're going to get me. It's so crazy, bro, as you're talking. Like, the amount of things that, like, we want God to speak, and then when he does, we're always like... Nah, that wasn't yep. you. Like we're always we always Second guess, it. um trying to get
1: logical. About yeah, things. it's
0: funny. There's there are two moments, two very clear moments where I'm like, okay, God spoke. Like what you're experiencing. Like they're very similar too. like um one of them was I had just started working my job. This was ten years ago. I just started working my job. I still hadn't gotten paid. I was like I told the story before, but basically I just felt God just very clearly like yeah. calm down I got you. Another time was a few years ago um, and he wanted me to preach about something and it was just like I was on my way to work and it was just like so overwhelming like God speaking that I started crying and I, was, I had to tell him like stop I got it. I'll do it, please stop it was so. It was just this like, and if you're a brand new to Christianity, or you're like, what the heck are these Brothers, guys They're gonna be about? like, bro,
1: these dudes are crazy yeah, out their wow. It does
0: sound crazy, and it probably should sound crazy. Like, I can't really explain it to you; you just have to experience it. And I hope yeah. you do. Um, but it, it's it's a weird, and it's when we say God speaks, like it's not. I haven't heard a voice, like an audible voice. I don't know if you have. I never the have. The
1: closest thing I would say is, it's again, it's my
0: own. It's, it's a, it's a, like a, it's like a thought, yeah. like, a, like a, like a sentence or something that is just. But it's clearly not your own. Burned into your brain and is not from you and yeah. you, and it won't go away. It's just like, yeah. it's just so like heavy. There's no words to describe it. Yeah. But you just know like, oh, okay. Oh, ooh, that is not me. Okay, God. All right. I know this is you. Like. It's just like, do this or this. It's like a concept or a word. Or it's just mm-hmm. so, like you said, clear. And when we ask God for clarity, it's and when it is clear, we're always like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like It's so funny. Um, So we kind of went on a little bit on a tangent, but I'm glad we went there. But like, yeah. just the thing that kind of sparked this concept for me, this idea, this topic was like, so I had my last day of work uh, 11 days ago. From today. And I it was so crazy. So like the whole it was a it was a weird day. I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but it was a it was a it was a short schedule of a day. The kids were were done with students around like 12 30 p.m. Right. And you know, I said goodbye to my my last group of students. Um and I spent like the most of the whole day talking to a friend of ours, a mutual friend. <laughs> um very funny conversation, I'll tell you <laughs> offline. But and uh, so the day ends, like I, I turn in my keys, turn in my laptop, get everything signed out. And I leave campus at like 1 p.m. And I'm mm-hmm. just like not looking back. I get home and I'm just like, this is great. Like I'm done. <laughs> I'm finally done. Nine o'clock at night. My wife's like, we're hungry. It's super late. You know, I'm gonna go get us some Carl's. Junior. I'm driving to Carl's Jr. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it was open. And I just got so sad, like so emotional, like on the verge of tears. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am never going to connect with a group of kids like that ever again. And that was the thing that gave me the most joy. The thing, the reason I was able to be a teacher for 10 years was the simple, like you meet a group of kids, and it doesn't happen with most of your kids like you, you as a, as a middle school teacher I get about 150 kids mm-hmm. a year and I would say I connect with about 50 Sounds like about right. deeply yeah. and you just get to know them and they get to know you and you spend 180 days together and you know you just bond on a different level mm-hmm. I would intentionally do that and it's it's great it's hard cuz then they leave you <laughs> like every single year you get close, and then they leave, and you have to mourn the relationship. I mean, literally every year, every summer, I'm just like, man, I'm going to miss them kids. And then you get back, and you do it all over again. Yep. And so I had realized that I was so focused on the negative and, like, leaving. I'm like, I'm done with this job. I can't wait to be done. I'm going in the I was just so focused. I'm like, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm counting down the days. I hate this place. I hate this. That I didn't spend enough time, like, connecting as much as I could have. Hmm. And so I had like regret, like, dang, like I was such a just negative person. I could have spent way more time being more intentional and pouring into those kids. And I still had like some great relationships. I still had, I mean, you know, it was, I had a kid write me a two page handwritten letter, you know, just handwritten, handwritten, good handwriting too. That just shows you, right? Yeah, man. And it just, you know, and thank God for Instagram because, you know, a lot of them hit me up and got me on Instagram now. But, Um. yeah I was just like dang like this transition was a lot harder than I thought Mm. and so I had to like come home and tell my wife that and she helped me process a little bit so just but yeah man just going through transitions in life even when we even when it's God calling us to it, it still sucks man it's still hard there's still like something that we are leaving behind so I would ask you John like how do we like, aside from, like, the obvious, like, church answer, like, just trust God. Like, how do we, like, cope with a major transition? Because for a lot of us, whenever we're transitioning from something big, that thing that we're leaving was a part of our identity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, a part of my identity was, like, I am a teacher. yeah When I meet people, oh, who, 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 how you doing? I'm, oh, I'm a middle school teacher. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it's who I am. Yo. Now that's gone. It's been taken from me. So there's a part of me that I have to kind of like redefine, refigure out. Like how can you relate to that? Like how do we deal with
1: that? Yeah. So let's start here. Let's let's name some of the maybe transitions mm-hmm. within life that most people have. Let's say the obvious, life and death, right? We Man. enter into this world and one day we leave it. Throughout those different sort of different, uh, there's different life stages where we're, you know, toddlers, we're babies. Mm-hmm. Where these weird kids in the middle are <laughs> preteens, we're teenagers, we're adults, or young adults, we mm-hmm. become adults in our 30s and 40s, we become adults in the year later years, mm-hmm. and then grandparents, and then you're looking yeah. at the end of your life, right? So there's all yeah. these different transitions um, that are occurring. Like I said, Jeff talked about one with his job. I talked about one with what I thought was going to be at least a decent and more part of my life going Mm -hmm. forward. Some of us, it's when we leave school, right? Some of us, it's when our kids leave us and we become uh, empty nesters for the very first time. Some of it is even like when our spouse passes away themselves and we're trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean that Mm. I'm no longer... I mean, I don't want to say you're not a husband or wife, but like you're, you're yeah. a widow of this person mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's all these different transitions and transitions don't have to be bad, by the way, they don't right. have to be like end in end death or someone leaving or a loss of something. Right. They can be absolutely like good transition mm-hmm. of like, Hey, no, I get the opportunity now to do this. Like someone's offering me this job. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to actually accept it into this school. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's always these constant, um, transitions that are happening all throughout our life. And in the I guess the thing we always try and we struggle with oftentimes is trying to, you know, grapple onto it and wrap mm-hmm. our mind around it and trying to figure out, okay, like, am, you know, am I safe? And is this going to work out? Um, well, we, one of the things we do through TG is like we visit pile. And I remember we were talking mm-hmm. to this one, um, sixth grader going to go into middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was basically expressing like, I don't want to go. And we were like oh, me and yeah, Disney me and David, time. we were like, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you want to go? And like, obviously I knew some of the, probably the potential answers. And it was like, I, I just, I just don't know. And I was like, cause you're scared of like, you won't be able to have like, you won't have friends. And it was like, yeah, that was the like the biggest fear mm-hmm. um, at all. And right. And like, so like it's, there's these transitions even for like, regardless of how old you are yeah. that you're kind of like just fearful of. They're because, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Like hundred mm-hmm. percent, something and in life is always going to have to change, like because mm-hmm. that's what a transition is. It's just it's a change to what you've grown comfortable or a pattern of life or a rhythm that you thought was going to be established forever, mm-hmm. um, and it changes. Even think about like our physical health. Like I don't care how much green juice you intake, <laughs> and I was watching the guy. Who's the guy? I think he was one of the co-owners of like. Um, of not PayPal, but something like that. Someone who oh, he could help uh, me out. And he sp- cash app. And uh, yeah, and he, that guy and too? he spent about one point something million the last year on basically trying to reduce his biological age. And I've watched all kinds of YouTubers uh, doing videos with him. And he has this whole routine, right? That he literally from the time he wakes up all the way till he goes, everything is just like tested. Right? He's he's doing all he can, and he's doing a good job. Like mm. his biological biological age is like super decreased, and he looks awesome. But at the same time, like he's wow. having to face transitions. Mm. That that is his solution of actually trying to get he's a hold. Is he
0: even living at that point? I would I would respond to no. Like, but I mean I don't want to be a, too much of a judge yeah, yeah, on the guy. Yeah, yeah. But
1: I, I think the 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 point I'm trying to make is this: is mm. what happens in transition. At least what this is, I'll say this: this is what I'm learning is that um, we like control, right? Mm. And so when a transition occurs. What we're trying to do is get a grip and a control on things. And I wouldn't say that's a bad right. um, a natural. like reaction mm-hmm. or a habit to actually try to have. However, there's healthy ways and negative or unhealthy ways mm-hmm. to actually um, try to get control of these different things. So how do we actually deal with these transitions? How do we, in a healthy way? Of course, you, know, you said don't use the God answer, but mm-hmm. I think you have to do yeah. this. You have to have your confidence... Your faith, your trust, whatever word you want to put in there, your faith in something that I don't want to say like doesn't transition or change, but in a sense, it's it's going
0: to last. Yeah. Like something that's that's like so in that at the beginning of the episode, I was talking talking to my brother and his wife yesterday for two hours, like part of our conversation was talking about. um, Yeah, I'm not I can't reveal too much because some of it was very personal, but just talking about how there's a lot of people that we know that their personal worth, their personal value um is in things that have failed them and now they're like struggling. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe they they really love like valued their their career and then they lose their job, they get fired and then yeah. it's like what now it, now what who am, a, who, am who am I? What you know, and they don't know how to cope with it. Um and you know, it's funny because, and I was telling this like I have that in me to an extent where, um, it, if I go too long, like I can start comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot. My wife has to kind of like, "Hey, snap out of it! Like, mm-hmm. stop doing that. You have value. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Everybody else is doing it. like you're good, but." I can find myself kind of looking around and, like, going, oh, man, they're doing that. I'm not doing that. They're doing that. I'm not doing that. And I start to kind of, like, be defeated and, and yeah. like, just revert to this, like, almost, like, childlike, you know, person where I'm just, like, like my wife is, like, look, I'm not your mom. I'm not going to take care of you. Like, snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, yeah, like, Jesus loves me. Like, I... He thinks I'm valuable. Yeah. Like, he thinks I'm made in his image. Like, I'm good. Like, having to be reminded of that. Yeah. You and, know what I'm saying? And I
1: think that ha- that's, that's where I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. I think that's where the believer in Jesus Christ has the upper hand and mm-hmm. advantage. And that's where even where you see, like, authors that have written throughout scripture, like, really emphasize, like, even when it comes to the most, like, horrific death mm-hmm. or transition itself death, like, we don't weep or we don't or we're not sorrowful. We don't mourn like those without hope. This yeah. is the sense because we have a God who goes with us. I love it. and I was reading someone and I forgot what theologian it was and it was basically talking about like like even for the believer like death they don't have to go through it alone. Mm. Like Jesus Himself goes with the believer. Yeah. So there's always that fear of like like dying alone. I'm dying alone. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a hospital bed looking up and like you're you're like headed into this like pit of abyss mm-hmm. like all alone by yourself but yeah. the believer in Jesus has the opportunity not to have to go uh, go into it alone like he mm-hmm. doesn't like it's a it's a sure confidence they can actually have right and so as yeah. life is changing as transitions occur as different things make us feel like we have a lack of control mm-hmm. i think actually it's an appropriate sort of like Finally, realization. Because mm. I don't think the point was ever to feel like you were in control. Yeah, it was the point of God's in control of things. Now you've just actually gained clarity on with the reality mm-hmm. of what things yeah, have always cause, been. Yeah, because
0: because that's what the we talked about this during the pandemic. Like the pandemic didn't take away our control; it revealed the fact that we were never in control. Yeah, like it's an illusion to think that we are in control of things. Like we try to convince ourselves that we have more control than we actually do, and so mm. when we we're faced with reality. it's not like, oh no, I've lost- con-. no, 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 you never had it, yeah, just the facade has been ripped away, yeah that's really what happens that's what that's what these these big transition events happening to you reveal reality, which is like, yo, yeah, you could do everything right, and then you wake up with stage four cancer like there's just there's just nothing. You're not really in control of a lot. Yeah. So control what you can control. And, and that's what I was going to emphasize. Because yeah. there
1: is some things where mm-hmm. God's like, mm-hmm. nah, you having these problems because you ain't actually you take ain't responsibility. Taking cares, you ain't controlling actually what you what need to you be controlled. Control. Yeah. Like, hey, even like the whole like... maybe. Okay, I'm going to push a little bit, but like, even like the whole, like in the new Testament talks about like, and also the Holy Spirit will give self-control. Like, I think it's also like, it goes beyond just like sexual tension that most of us usually have within our built up in our mind. Like, it's also like, how are you treating people around you? How are you actually spending your money? Mm. Like, how has your pride been? Like, are you actually truly gaining your identity? Do you have impulse
0: control around sugar? And I say, no, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> hey i didn't say i sh- I need hey, to work on myself but it's okay I'm, but, I'm skinny no, but i still eat a lot of sugar so come you can. on but like but you'd be going to the gym i don't do that anyway but, but yeah man you saying it like like the f- i forgot who said this it had been ominton or somebody we know but talking about the fruit of the spirit like we present them as if we just passively get them like they just explain more like okay you're getting patience kindness gentleness self-control like good like we feel like, okay, once you get the Spirit, these things just will just, you're good. Now you're patient. Now you're kind. Now you're self-control. Oh, as if I get, like it's As a, if you don't have to play a part in like yeah. cultivating. If it's a fruit, I got to do some work. Hmm. Like the tree going to produce fruit, but I got to do I got to till the soil. I got to water. I got to make sure there's fertilizer. I got to protect it. I got to prune it to make it, help it produce fruit. God's ultimately producing the fruit, but I got a part to play. Yeah. So if I just think I'm just going to just sit back and just... Oh, I thought I was gonna have self control, but I did. nah, bro. Like you gotta like God didn't show up. You What's gotta up? do your part. You just flew off the handle at the Starbucks worker because they got your order wrong, <laughs> fam. Like you gotta have some self control. Like come yeah. on now, you have access mm-hmm. to this power beyond yeah. yourself, the Holy Spirit. But you gotta tap into it, fam. He's not just going. He's not just gonna and go mm, control I'm shut you up because you are gonna say something you you're gonna regret. Like yeah, so I, I like mm. that, man. I feel that. But so, yeah, I mean, I think that is the honestly,
1: that has to be the the beginning point. Now, there can be little details Mm. for each of us that might look different when it comes to how do we actually handle in healthy ways. Mm. Because I I recognize even a lot of us and and some of us have like trauma from past Mm. um, that will influence whether negatively or positively how we actually handle these different things. And so even those little details sometimes have to be specific for you. Mm. Um, almost in a sense like maybe there's something that Jeff has gone through that I haven't gone through so that way when we begin to enter in the different life transitions, even though it's the exact same thing, like there also needs to be this done within mm. Jess or, or Jeff nuance. and a reminder mm-hmm. that hey Jeff, no you actually are safe and you are secure and like you're okay. Um, whereas me, I'm just like, what's the big deal? I don't know what's going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm a little cautious to give too much of a like, here's the antidote yeah. of there's an antidote. It, mm. it, again, it's the hope of the world is what we find out in Scripture. It's Jesus.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's not like I can prescribe you like a thing like this. Just follow this and you'll be good. But something that you've been kind of saying this whole time, one of the necessary like necessities is a community. Mm-hmm. Like whether I'm trying to discern the voice of God, the direction of God, or I need some help with transition, um, you need people. So like, you know, we have uh, we were at our the last men's practice that we had um, when we did our little breakout session. You know, I was at the table with some young dudes and I won't say their names just for their sake. But, you know, one of them was like, "Yo, I just graduated college. And I don't know what's next. Like, scary. It's terrifying to like, you know. You were talking how there are these built-in transitions in life. Like, you go from being born, you know, all the stuff. Then you go to pre- you know, preschool. Then you go to kindergarten. And then you go, you know, first grade through sixth grade. It's pretty much chill. And then there's this huge one. Oh, I got go to middle school. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, dang. And then you survive that, and you all got to go to high school. And, and then you're in high school, and it's like, oh, this is cool. And then high school ends, you're like, oh, crap. Like, I was talking to um, uh, Carrie Sue's daughter yesterday yeah. about that. She's like, oh, she's, about to, she's going into her senior year of high school. And I'm, you know what's, what's happening next? She's like, I'm working on it, but I'm, like, kind of nervous. I don't know, like, you know, it's scary yeah. to have to, like, graduate high school, and, I gotta, and I'm, got to, and i like, 18, 17 I got to figure out the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so there's like, college is almost like this like safety net of like, don't worry, you- your identity is a student. So your people have like more grace for, oh, I'm a student. Like you just, you know what I'm saying? Like people are nice to you, they're more forgiving. Oh, he's just, they're a student. You know, mm-hmm. They're just like, what are you doing with your life? I'm a student. And then you're done with college. And then like, like what this young man's feeling like. And he's like, now what? I'm in my early 20s. I'm not a kid anymore. People ain't got no forgiveness for me. They're expecting me stuff. I got responsibilities. But I don't know now what. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a very tough, tough position to be in. Um, and we were just trying to encourage them. Like the thing I the thing I want everybody to hear this is obviously ask God, you know, God, what, what do you want me to do? Cause that's something that we're all concerned with. What am I going to do? Yeah, with my life, right? I think, and I think that's
1: more life. important than what does. Now, of course, yeah, and, you know, get wisdom from those who mm-hmm. have experience and wisdom ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you gotta listen to God more than you listen to Auntie who says, "Unless you're a doctor, mm-hmm. you're a failure." A good,
0: you need to get you a good job. You to, like, but here's what I want to say: what you do is actually less important than who you become. Say that again. So. Like we're so consumed with, especially in our Western culture, like what we do basically becomes our identity. Like, mm-hmm. I, who? hey, how are you doing? You may introduce yourself. And the next question is almost is what do you do? Mm-hmm. And that's like that defines me. Oh, I do this or I am this or I work in this field. Nothing wrong with that. But I think God, if you look in scripture, it seems like God is way more concerned with who you are becoming. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of person are you being? What kind of character are you developing and cultivating? Yeah. So in the next 30, 40, 50 years, when you get to the end, like, who have you become? Not what have you done? Mm-hmm. That's way less important because the reality is the things that you've done. I don't care if you started a million businesses. What you're going to be carrying with you into eternity is who you are, mm-hmm. is your character, is, is did you become like Jesus or not? Yeah. Did you become form of the image of, of the son? Or that, not. That's Paul. That's Paul. Yeah.
1: With the sense of even as the outward man mm-hmm. is decaying yeah. and he's breaking Wasting in, these away. transitions the are happening. Yeah. But the inward man is being strengthened every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a new creator. Like, it's way more focused on who are you becoming? How am I treating people around me? How do people see me? Like, what kind of integrity do I have? Right? And this word gets thrown around a lot with integrity, but like we don't really talk about what does that mean. Like... It's in the word, integrate, like Hmm. I am integrated. So there's like who I am in public is the same as who I am in private, as far as character is concerned, Hmm. right? Like I'm not going to present I'm this like really good person on the outside and then at home I'm like beating my wife and cussing (laughs) out my kids and I'm a terrible, like I'm integrated. Hmm. So like I, I have this integrity to where my character is consistent across, you know, wherever I go. Yeah. Right. It's good. That's what a man, that's what anybody's supposed to be called to is just this, who are you becoming? Like that should be the, for any young person, that should be your number one concern. Not how much money you're going to make. Obviously do what you got to do to get those things. Provide for yourself. I'm with all that. Go to college. If you want to get a good job, do all that. But along the way, the bigger priority is like, who am I becoming? Am I becoming a better person? Mm-hmm. Am I becoming more like Jesus or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I don't know.
1: No, that was that was good. I'm just taking it in. <laughs> yeah, more man. than anything. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that is. It's. It, I mean, as I get older, you know, in my 30s, like that is the question. Because I, like I told you, like I, I, we did everything. We did the the stuff you're supposed to do, quote unquote. Like I checked all the boxes, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, but like that doesn't really matter, and so. The crazy thing is, like, you know, John's 27, and I I told you this before. Like, you are almost done basically figuring out who you are. Like, we spend a lot of our early lives figuring out who we're going to be. Like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Constructing your your personality. You're kind of learning your personality. I, I recommend everybody take personality tests. They're very helpful. You learn how God has wired you. And your interests, and your gifting and your talents and these different things. Right. Are you introvert, extrovert? Do you like being around different people? Whatever, 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 all these different things. When you get to my age at 34, I've pretty much developed. I've gone through all the puberty. My my frontal lobe is fully developed. It's done at 25 years done already. Like I have all the decision making abilities. I have all the cognitive abilities. But now I'm basically spending from 30 to whenever God calls me home, basically like cementing what I've already become. So I don't know if this is making sense, but like
1: no, it it does. And you know I think a, the scary thing, even too, is that some people who they've spent their 20s mm-hmm. building and constructing as a foundation. Will can cont- only continue on until that's why you got grown men who are mm-hmm. uh, acting mm-hmm. like they are still in frat houses when they're fifty-two.
0: Man, why are you still at college parties, my g? Like you got grandkids. Like you got grandkids. <laughs> you feel <laughs> me? Like it's it's uh, it's crazy. Like we and we're seeing you know people talk about. If you're on the internet as much as I am, it's a terrible place. But you just there's like this right now. One of the popular things to talk about is this crisis with men. There's like a men crisis right now, if you let certain people tell you, and that's why you have like the red pill community. I say the red pill
1: community. All this please, hey, do me a favor. <laughs> if you if you a man and you're listening to this, please. or if you're a lady and and you're over here trying to yes. catch someone, I hope you, you realize this.
0: <sighs> it's nonsense. Nonsense. It is complete please. nonsense. But like, there's just all this like people trying to tell you all this stuff, and and it's all focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and maturity being mature, we talked about this on the last episode, being mature ain't got nothing to do with how old you are. It's more about like the character that I am cultivating mm-hmm. with the help and aid and direction of the Holy Spirit. Um, God has given me the ability, but he's also given me the freedom to figure out who I'm going to be. Yeah. Right. And I have to make a choice to want to become like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can do that through a relationship with him. And he's, you know, given me through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through different people, like all the things that I need to ultimately end up more like him at the end. Hmm. Right. So but it is up to me. I've got to decide. All right. Like, am I going to, you know, focus on the things above? Like, like shout out to uh, Sambria who preached yesterday. Like she did a really good job talking about um, you know, pursue godliness, pursue these different things that are laid out in, in letter to Timothy, like um, as as men, as just as anybody, like, yo, like focus on who am I trying to be like? And and in the influencer culture that we live in, man, it is there's a lot of people competing with who to be like, like competing Mm. with Jesus. Mm. There's a whole bunch. of Oh, be like Andrew Tate, Be like, I don't know. Elon Musk be like Donald Trump. I don't know. There's just all these different people who are, that's not even a shot at him. (laughs) I'm just saying like, there's just a lot of people who are telling you, Hey, be like fill in the blank instead Mm -hmm. of Jesus. And the scary thing is, you know, the younger generation, which is the majority of our church, they're far more influenced by, influencers (laughs) influencers <laughs> than they are. Yeah. Their pastor even, you know what I'm saying? Which is one of the reasons why I think it's important for us to be making this podcast. Cause there needs to be more Christian content on the internet because unfortunately that's where people are. People are on the internet. For sure. So if for you sure. want to talk to them, you want to reach them. You gotta, you gotta go where they're at. They're at the internet. So that's why we're making this podcast. But like, it's just young people, man, like y'all gotta just be careful, man. You sound so old. You I know, dog, said, but it's just y'all. I got the goatee, man. I got I the uncle facial hair, but it's just I, I'm seeing it, bro. I'm, as I'm making this transition from, you know, K through 12 education into like full time professional mentor, whatever you want to call it. And I'm looking at our congregation. I'm just like and, you know, just listening, just listening to him, just hear him talk, hearing him talk on Sundays on the men's practices on Bible study, just, just listening to these dudes talk, it's like, okay, like, there's a huge opportunity, but there's also just like, yo, we are competing with a lot. As their pastors, which unfortunately we are, John, we are these people's pastors. There's a lot we got to we gotta deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just talking, but I... No, 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 I hear you
1: out. And I, I think, again, now, the, yes, there's all these competing voices, but I, I don't think and now this is where people probably push against me because they would say the internet has had more of a heavier influence. And I wouldn't disagree in that sort of sense where we now have an excess of many voices, right. Or narratives you can actually even say. Mm. Um, But at the same time, I think where I'm encouraged at is because I don't think that this is anything different or a new challenge. Like Jesus also saw this. Jesus also knew this would be a competing problem. Mm. Um, Even that's what majority of Paul's letters are actually all like really focused actually on. It's like, Hey, like, there's all these other competing voices trying to tell you these different things about who you should be, about the, how your relationships should be modeled after, about you know the kind of person that a woman really wants to be with <sighs> or a man really wants to be with. Jeez. Yeah, I'm sho- I'm shooting shots oh, now. You're, okay,
0: man, you telling um, it though, it's real.
1: But at the same time, Jesus gets it really clear, and it's like what's really actually valuable in this life again is like Jeff said, like the person you actually are becoming, like we often try to make like the fruits of the spirit and like all this stuff Mm -hmm. within Christianity, very like over spiritual Mm -hmm. when it's very practical. Practical. It's like, are you a good human being? Are Mm -hmm. you kind? Are you loving? Are you the kind of person that when people are around you, like they actually enjoy being around you and like having your presence along Mm -hmm. with them. Like, do you show up like when people are actually going through things? Like, you, and, I, and I think that's the whole point of, like, the Christian message. Like, it's this integration to the point where it's, like, a holistic sort of idea where you as the believer, by you becoming more like Jesus or you diving deeper into scripture or you becoming a, quote, unquote, better Christian, ultimately what we're talking about is you become a better human being altogether as well.
0: Man, so I'm going to quote uh, one of our favorite people, Rich Viotas. Mm-hmm. And he said, five questions that help me gauge my spiritual health. Am I giving myself to intentional times of prayer? Am I committed to interior examination? Am I joining my life to the poor and marginalized? That's uh, convicting for me. <laughs> am I con- connected to others in ways that foster vulnerability? And the biggest one that you just highlighted, am I growing in love? Hmm. Like, am I becoming a more loving person? Or am I becoming more cold hearted? more selfish, more self, like all these things, a lot of these things are either outward focused or like helping me look at what's wrong in me to be able to be more outward focused. Yeah. Like, but am I growing in love?
1: You, and I, you know. I, don't, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox right. too much, but I'm just sitting here thinking, and I'm like, I preached a message the other day, and it talks about how Jesus looked out on the crowds after doing all these miraculous things, mm-hmm. and he said, "Uh, man, like he, he has this like compassion, compassion like this, this beyond just simply a feeling." Um, which actually, I missed this in my message. Here you go. You guys got, I didn't read half of my notes in it because I was going on a whole different direction. Mm. But it literally means like where it comes from, our English word is like to suffer with with someone. mm -hmm. Compassion. And, And so... Jesus looks at him, and then but the point I want to focus on is that what he says after it. He, he says the reason that he has compassion on them is because they are like a shepherd without a, a sheep, sheep. without a shepherd. Or, a she, sorry, mm-hmm. said it backwards. But but my point is, like, I think that's our culture everywhere. Yes. Like, there is Definitely every one of I'm us... what I'm even lamenting about. Every one of us are, like, desperately looking for, for the way, for someone to follow, for someone mm-hmm. to give us advice in our relationships, for someone to help us out. Like, how do I deal with this anxiety and this overwhelming feeling of, like appreciation or how do mm-hmm. I overcome this abuse that I've experienced mm-hmm. within my life and like and we're all just searching for someone and a shepherd to help us help us get through this right yeah. and that's why we cling to all these people so mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say like it's like almost Paul when he's like on um on Mars Hill and mm-hmm. he's proclaiming like you guys are people who are like worshiping all these other gods in Athens and he says you're highly religious and mm-hmm. I I respect that about you and almost mm-hmm. in a sense like I would say and I truly Jesus would say the same thing it's like like your desire to want to follow someone and find the path that leads correct. to life. Like it's correct and it's highly mm-hmm. respectable, mm-hmm. but ultimately if you continue to do all these other things, like Come it's going, on. going to lead you farther and farther away from the what you're actually, you trying actually to seeking.
0: Come on, man. Yeah. You preach. It. Let me tell y'all this, man. And John ain't going to say it. Cause that's all I'm going to say it. Like the last probably two sermons that you preach have been Fire like <laughs> i know i'm not supposed to no I the bible say says do each other in honor and so i'm gonna honor my brother um man like the last two especially that you have preached have been just you on man like i'm you're doing what you're supposed to be doing i appreciate and it and it's funny me and john talk about this all the time like you know we are both of us pretty young preachers yeah right they say that you know you don't get good at preaching until, like, you've done, like, 10,000 hours, mm-hmm. which is, like, 10 years worth of preaching. At least spare minimum. Like, and I ain't any, anywhere near that, no, right? No, um, And just so to see, like, I feel like both of us are growing and coming into our own a little bit, getting more comfortable, really getting more comfortable with, like, what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can clearly tell that John is doing what he's supposed to be doing. No, I in this it. season of his life. So I just wanted to say that, shout that out. Um, cuz yeah, that that message, and I'm really glad you brought that up cuz like I was feeling this like this this feeling and I couldn't put words to it and you brought the Bible, which is a great thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm when he says the harvest is plenty but the workers are few. Yeah. Like like that's what we are. I think those of us who are kind of in this pastoral ministry, we're feeling that right now. In our culture, we're just like, man. There's so much need,
1: opportunities, it's,
0: and and that's another way looking. There's so much opportunity out here, and it's like, man, we don't even know where to start because there's just so much. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, that's what we're seeing, and we got. And I think the right response that you've called us, that you've convicted me to, is like compassion. Like, okay, like instead of being an old dude criticizing everybody, like, man, yeah. you young folks over here on your on your iPhones and all this. <laughs> So end up in our traditions yeah. and have separate mm-hmm. services and think that we're the closest ones
1: to heaven, only realizing Come real quick on. Jesus is not or he is other places as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yeah. Instead, we got to be like, yo, like, let's let's go where they're at and, yeah. and get on their level and talk to them and and, and love on them and have compassion, man. And, and just help guide them to the one who is the way, who yeah. is the truth. You know what I'm saying?
1: Transition. Suffering with, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that both we need in our lives and what I think we should be willing to offer to other people is as they go through these different transitions, whether good or bad, mm-hmm. to to have compassion. Now I think about it, mm-hmm. to suffer with them or like rejoice with them, as Paul says, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you not
0: know? all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: I think that's also what helps mm-hmm. make everything easier when you know you're not alone and things. That's right,
0: man. Come on. That's a good place to end, man. Yeah. So we, we, got to an hour. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but um no, man, I'm I'm grateful again. Thank you for your insight, John, and and your time yeah. and attention and everything. Damn um bro. guys, please uh interact with us. Sorry for the wait. Um but uh let us know, man. Like like if you're listening to this specifically on Spotify. I'm not sure how Apple works. It's
1: same thing. But like on
0: Spotify like when you're listening to it, it pulls up a place where you can actually like ask a question. You can like, Oh, interact like, directly ain't. in the app. Apple ain't like that. Yeah. So like, and there's even some episodes where I can actually ask a specific question or I can put a poll in there. Like, like it, the, the generic one is like, what do you think about the episode? Like <laughs> it literally asks that on every single episode you post, please like respond. I will check it. I check it all the time. I look at all our stuff. Like, if there's anything you said that, like, you don't like, you want to push back against, or you want to, you know, whatever, like, feel free, man. Like, you ain't going to hurt our feelings. You know what I'm saying? No, just, just make Jeff cry at home. I will <laughs> cry deep. No. But, like, you'll be probably benefiting other people. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is is extroverted and confident to, like, ask something or say something. So, if you are <laughs> or you feel prompted to, please do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see y'all on the next one. Hopefully – It'll probably be next month. I mean, it's already already about to be past the middle of June. So we'll see what happens in July and August. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see you all in the next one. Take care. Later. Peace.